Before we kick off this episode of the Healthy Business Podcast, I want to give a shout out to our wonderful sponsor, and that's my business, mitchell.usana.com. That's M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L dot U-S-A-N-A dot C-O-M. It goes without saying, I'd love your support and the opportunity to serve you as a customer. With that done, let's get into the show. Welcome to the Healthy Business Podcast. My name's Mitchell Kuchonda. Today's focus is on customer experience, specifically how to have our customers get a 10 out of 10 product experience. Now, it goes without saying why this would be the case. And recently, uh, the great investment company, Berkshire Hathaway, that's founded by Warren Buffett and his partner, Charlie Munger, did their annual shareholders meeting in Omaha in the United States. And he sits up there um, for the six hours of his question and answer, and they're legendary sessions. And he's got Coca-Cola, because that's one of their biggest shareholdings of Berkshire Hathaway. They're on there, and they drink, they're sipping their Coca-Cola, and their Sears Candy, which was their enormous, um, their, their first big brand they invested in many, many decades ago. So Warren and Charlie sit up there for six hours with beautiful product placement of their Coca-Cola and their Sears Candy, answering questions. And I heard a YouTube um, video yesterday of someone interviewing Charlie Munger after and said, oh, do the other companies that you invest in, are they wanting to have their products pushed to the front of the stage as well? And Charlie said, yeah, of course they are, absolutely. I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? So that's, I guess, a preamble to share with you all. Of course, we want our customers to have a 10 out of 10 product experience. Who wouldn't want that? But it's more than just connecting people with the products because the reality is, our products work so well it's not even funny, but they work for between one and about 24 hours, and that's it. And then they need to be taken again, and they need to be taken again the next day, and the next day, and the next day. And if we're not, or if people aren't prepared to have this behavior, our products aren't going to work. We can sell them as many products as we want, but they won't work unless there's some education and understanding around why they're doing what they're doing. And if they can make these behavioral shifts of using our products at least as per the label, which I'm generally going to say is twice a day, morning and night, every day, then the products have the opportunity to do what they need to do at a cellular level and give the customers the experience that they're looking for. But often I see people sharing our products from a point of view of, of trying to get their customers to use the products or get their their prospects to use the products where I think it's more important to take a step back and look at our own product experiences first and foremost. So what I go through in this episode is by no means conclusive. And if I forget some things or there's some things that I miss in this because I'm a human and make lots of mistakes, please let me know and I can we can do an addendum to this episode. Perhaps we can do it together and um, add them in. But uh, who is it? Zig Ziglar said that his definition of sales is simply a transference of feelings. And the point I'm wanting to get across with this episode is let's 
focus less on getting other people to do things and focus more on being the example ourselves through when we have a phenomenal product experience and we're setting a great example in our own nutritional habits and nutritional use and stories and testimonials that we have over time, then we can share them with others in a natural and organic way that will serve other people in their highest and best good. Because I have seen so many times, particularly with new associates who are so excited about our business and the opportunity to share it with others and what the products can do for others. And But I ask them about their own product experiences and I don't get the same enthusiasm. And when I dig down a little bit deeper, we'll often learn that they don't take them consistently every day. You know, they've used them just, for example, four out of seven days a week on average because they forget because they haven't developed the behavior yet. Or they do it once a day, so they are taking them every day, but they forget the second dose and they're missing 50% of the benefit. I, I can't even tell you how many times this has happened um, over the years. So we want to make sure that we're providing these um, this education understanding that will need to happen when we connect people with the products. Because making the sale and enrolling someone as a retail customer, as a preferred customer, is literally just the first step. There's the ongoing customer service that needs to happen, where which this episode is going to focus on. But let's not do it from a point of view of trying to get someone to do something. Let's do it from the point of view of making sure our own experiences are phenomenal, so then we're enthusiastic and share these experiences with other people in an organic way. So let's get into it. And this is in no order of importance. I've just jotted some things down and I'll, some things will probably come to me during the episode as well. But the first one I want to relate to you that I learned from uh, Andrew Saul is dose, duration, and frequency. And we, we need to adjust these as needed. Now, before I go into that in more detail, what I will say is that it's important to use the products as per the label. That's the, the general recommendations that we need to make. However, for our own product experiences, I encourage people to experiment with dose, duration, and frequency because the reality is everyone's different. So dose is how much of something you take. So I'm just going to use vitamin C as an example. Um, the recommended daily intake for vitamin C, I think, is is below 100, um, I think it's milligrams per day, which I think is incredibly low, but that's the recommendation according to the different authorities in different countries of the world. But someone on a higher dose of vitamin C might take a gram a day or might take three grams or 10 grams. And uh, we hear about people in, with, in situations with chronic degenerative disease, and this is not a recommendation. I'm just sharing what we hear. They may take um, you know, 50, 60, 70, 100 grams a day of, that, of vitamin C as an example. Another one's vitamin D. You know, for years and years, we were told that we get enough vitamin D from the sun, and if you take vitamin D in high levels, it's toxic and you shouldn't take it. Then about 10 years ago, new research comes out, and we learn that, oh my God, every cell in the human body's got vitamin D receptors, and we need so much vitamin D now. And because people don't go in the sun as much generally, there's more and more deficiencies. In fact, I heard recently that vitamin D is the greatest nutritional deficiency in the world. Whether that's true or not, I'm not sure, but I'm sure it's right up there. So that's what dose is. Duration is how long we take in those nutrients for, how many consecutive days, how many consecutive weeks, months, years, and decades. And ideally, duration needs to be for life 
because I've already said earlier that our products work for between, I'm gonna say one to 24 hours. Then after that, they kind of stop working, so you need to take them again. And then frequency is how often you take them. And this is where the twice a day with our flagship uh, broad spectrum multivitamin product comes into it. And you can obviously increase or decrease the frequency based on your needs and outcomes. But there's a lot of conditioning. You'll see ads on TV. Certain companies say, oh, you know, take XYZ product one a day. And that's very convenient for a lot of people because a lot of these companies sell based on convenience. And if someone can, in theory, believe they take something once a day, oh, that's convenient. I've hit my nutritional needs. Now, we know that's not the case. How do we know that's not the case? Well, a lot of vitamins are fat-soluble, so you can take them one a day. But a lot of them aren't, and they're water-soluble. For example, the B vitamins are water-soluble. Ideally, you need to take them more than once a day. Uh, vitamin C is another one that's water-soluble, and ideally, you need to take it more than once a day. So twice a day, or as per the label recommendations, is a great place to start. Now, I'll tell a personal story. I personally use our products. I use the full entire product range, and I use them three times a day breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then I'll have a dose before bed as well. So personally, it's four a day intakes from me just on a normal day. And that's not anything special. That's just, I've made it part of my life. When I eat breakfast, when I eat lunch, when I eat dinner, I take my nutrition, um, and then before bed, I do it as well. We're not expecting that from everyone, but I've worked out what I think anyway works best for me based on my lifestyle, my goals, and the aging process that affects us all. The next thing to look at is ensuring that when we have customers using our products or we're using the products, that we do so with empowering and accepting thoughts around the choices we're making towards our health. In other words, don't resist this. I can't tell you the amount of times over the years I've seen business partners want their mum or their dad or their best friend to use the products and their mum or their dad or their best friend is simply resistant to using them. Now, they need them from a health point of view. I have no doubt whatsoever. But in their mind, they have a block around it. And they're just not, 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 not open to it or not interested in it. And even if the person convinces their mum, dad, or best friend to use the products, their person is that new customer who they're excited about is still taking them against their will. And the results, generally speaking, won't be great because they're so determined to be right that even if they do great things for them, they'll figure out a way to make an excuse as to why they don't work. That ends up in a, a poor outcome for everyone. So we want to pre-qualify people and ask questions around, are you open to using these products as per the label? Would you give me the feedback around them? If they're not open to things, we can have a dialogue and we can have a discussion about it. And I think that's that's fantastic. Even if we've learned that someone's not into it now, beliefs can change. But Rome wasn't built in a day, so let's not look to shift people today to make them a customer. Some people, it might be a, you know, it might happen over a few years. But we want to ensure that our customers are taking them, and more important than our customers, as I said at the beginning, is our own behaviors. We're taking them with empowering, accepting thoughts around the powerful choices we're making towards improving our health. Very important point. This next one I learned from Dr. Monica Lewis out of New Zealand many years ago. And she has a strategy of she'll have her new customer write down a list of questions and answer them right now. 
So it might be three, it might be five, it might be 10, I don't know, it depends how committed someone is. Questions around my sleep quality is currently, and they write their answer. Um, my general energy through the day is, and they might write their answer. Um, the pain I have in my body is, and they write their answer. I get, I get sick this often. Um, whatever the questions might be, you can list them there, and they answer them right now. And then three months later, they answer the same questions, and then six months later and 12 months later, after using our products at least twice a day every day, they can pull, a, pull the questions out of a drawer and re-answer those questions. And at the end of the period, let's say a 12-month period, they can look back at their response on day one before having user products, month three, month six, month 12, and they're just arbitrary timeframes. You can use whatever timeframes you want, and, and they'll see the difference because off, we're pretty forgetful. Uh, a lot of people are, and we don't notice these little changes that happen all the time. And I had a great discussion with my dad um, about two or three days ago. He ran out of our joint support product uh, a little, oh, this is many, many, probably a year ago, many months ago, and he noticed that when he stopped using it, his knees started hurting a lot more. So he was low on our joint support product, and he said to me, he ordered more, and he said, um, have you got any to tie me over right now so that I don't stop taking it? And he relayed the story to me about his knee pain. Now, he's pretty in touch with his body, but a lot of people today aren't. And I think one of the biggest challenges, health challenges in the world today are the fact that we're largely not in touch with our bodies. We, we get told to push through, toughen up. Um, we see ads on TV for, oh, if you've got back pain, rub this cream or take this pill. We've got this um, instant gratification approach or Band-Aid approach to a lot of health issues today, which I think we need a health revolution. Um, but that's just that's another that's another podcast episode, I guess. So if we can write these things down, have our customers who are open to doing this write these things down, these questions and answers down, and then look at them, they'll see over a period of time. Wow, I might have they, they, they're noticing more energy. They might not need to nan and up in the afternoon. Their sleep quality may improve, and so on. So that's a great one. Now the next one is the concept of synergy. And we definitely want to encourage it because nutritional supplements are just that. They're nutritional supplements. They don't replace nutrition. I can't stress the importance of that enough. So when it comes to eating better, I've, I've learned that I'm not even going to talk about improving our eating because everyone knows what to do. The reality is it's just a matter of doing what you know. I mean, I can say that and I reckon everyone listening right now knows exactly what I'm talking about and doesn't need more direction on it. But it doesn't just stop with nutrition. It can, it can also encompass the type of nutrition we're eating. For example, are you eating store-bought bagged food or are you eating from farmer's markets that's more organic? Because I know which one's going to have a more powerful impact. It can look at the water we're, having, we're drinking as well. Are you drinking tap water or are you drinking clean water with, a, with appropriate filters? And there's different levels of filtration as well. I won't go into it today. Um, but considering the, the body's uh, enormous part of the body is water, we'll want to make sure that we're taking in great water sources. Another one is exercise. Exercise has an enormous benefit on our health. So while people are investing in their health using our products and making behavioral changes, or at least a lot of people are making behavioral changes, taking them twice a day every day, why not encourage, and not all at once, as I said, Rome wasn't built in a day, but why not encourage them to, if they're not already, Go walking two or three times a week. 
to put a filter, water filter on their tap to make more um, empowering food choices and get this concept of synergy happening um, and helping them move in this direction. And their overall product experience and their overall health experience moving forward in life is going to be so much better. Synergy is an absolute key, I believe, because taking our products and going through a fast food drive-through every day, I don't think, I don't think uh, is going to have the best impact. Same as someone smoking. You know, if it comes down to someone stopping smoking or using our products, I'd encourage them to stop smoking first and then start using our products. If they don't want to do that, of course they can smoke and use the products, but it's kind of like robbing Peter to pay Paul, so to speak. I think I've already spoken on this a little bit, but education and understanding is absolutely vital to those that are open to it. Now, if people aren't open to it, of course, you know, we move on from them. But if they are open to it, there's so many great tools and platforms today that we can use. Our partner company has an excellent one. They send out, out an email every single week to our, all of our customers with scientists um, providing insights and guidance via email. They've also got a website around that that you all know about. Uh, you can listen to episode number three of this podcast that gives more details into Dr. Bruce Ames' triage theory, which is not just a theory, but there's primary and secondary reasons for using different products. And if you haven't heard the episode, I'll just be I'll do a really quick overview right now when it comes to simply vitamin K. Vitamin K is thought of being a coagulant. So when you cut your skin, uh, it stops bleeding. However, it also has a really positive impact on calcium. So if we don't have enough vitamin K, if we've got enough vitamin K to stop you know, a cut on our skin, but we, if we don't have enough vitamin K to do its secondary thing, which is take calcium that gets that we take in can be deposited into our blood, which we don't want it there. We want it to be directed to our bones. And guess what does that? Vitamin K. But if we're low on vitamin K, the calcium stays in our blood and not so great things happen and it doesn't end up in our bones. And I could go on and on and on with the details of this. It's an enormous area of study. But that simple example alone can provide some education understanding as to why we want to ensure that we have adequate levels of micronutrients in our body to perform the tasks that they need to perform. Can't stress this enough. Now, it's also could be common that our customers have previously used nutritional supplements and they might not have had a great experience. So that's something that we may need to overcome. And one of the ways to help them overcome this is to obviously come to their own conclusions based on their own experiences using our product line, because I back our product line against any other nutritional products on the planet. But more than that is, again, provide education around the reality that not all products are made equal. And they can look at books, such as A Comparative Guide to Nutritional Supplements by the NutriSearch Group that was started by Lad McNamara, no, uh, Lyle McWilliams, sorry. And because the reality is, who knows what beliefs they were brought up with around nutritional supplements? You know, it, their, their parents might have said, oh, that doesn't work. It's as expensive urine, right? And we see this today in so many areas of life. For example, people's blocks around money, just as an example, you know, growing up, we're often told, you know, kids will put everything in their mouth. So parents might say, oh, money's dirty. Get that out of your mouth. So we, we have this trigger, oh, money's dirty, money's dirty. Or you want something and someone might say, what do you think? We're made of money. You know, in other words, there's not enough. It puts this lack mentality of their mind. Or money doesn't grow on trees. What do you think? We, you know, oh, KG, money's not everywhere. There's this lack around it. The same thing happens with nutrition. 
the exact same thing happens. So again, this is where education and understanding comes in on slowly working with people to shift them over time. Okay, and a classic one, for example, is, you know, it's just expensive urine, people often say. Now, that's an interesting theory, but the reality is that when we take an inward breath, like, and I take an outward breath, two-thirds, about 66% of the oxygen I just breathe in on that breath, I just breathe out on the next breath. So breathing is just an expensive waste of oxygen too, but I don't hear too many people complaining about it. So you're probably beginning to realize that uh, ignorance is never a solution or helpful. And that's what education can do. It can just be help people see things from a different point of view. Um, now, an, an enormous field of study that I'm personally really interested in uh, is epigenetics. And that is the reality that food and the nutrients in food is simply information. It's information that tells our genes on what to do and how to behave. So depending on the information, in other words, the nutrition that we're taking in, that will determine how many of our cells and our genes behave. And that example there is just another example of basic education that happens. And if you're not sure, there's, you, you can experiment this on yourself, which I do not recommend. I mean, you can just go and eat fast food for a month. And I think there was a doco documentary a few years ago that someone did that. They ate um, a well-known brand of fast food for a month and looked at what happened to their body. And it's not good. And then when they go back and start eating more nutritious food, you can watch what happens to your body. You can do blood tests. You can get your BMI checked. You can look at yourself physically and determine how you feel. And you'll see that the, the food that we eat absolutely has enormous impacts on our health, our well-being, our feelings, our energy, our behaviors, and so on. Um, I just thought when it comes to the synergy side of things as well, it's not uncommon for the first-time product users to feel taking, at least for our multivitamin, eight tablets, four in the morning, four at night, a day. That in itself can feel excessive for them. But it really, it's just a matter of perspective, like I said before. And personally, I'll share my story. When I first started using these products nearly 15 years ago, I just used our broad spectrum pharmaceutical grade multivitamin mineral antioxidant. I started with that for a month. Then the next month, I added the fish oils. And then from there, I added vitamin C. And then from there, I added grapeseed extract. And from there, I added coenzyme Q10 and then added vitamin E and then added the food line and so on. And I built up over months my product use. And I'm encouraging a lot with your own customers to do that as well. You can start with something foundational and then over time, as their belief shifts and changes, you can increase um, the, the, the range of products that they're using. And we've often heard stories of, and I'm just thinking of one person now who started using our products at half dose. And I've got no issue with customers using our products at half dose. Now they're only gonna get 50% of the benefit, but I think that's better than nothing. And over time though, a lot of these people who use our products at 50% at half dose, they'll, they'll start to use, they'll notice a difference and like that and then they'll start to use them at full dose and before they know it, the product itself has done the work to encourage them to use the products at a full dose. So that's a really common thing as well. Now, 
Another side of things is, and I've talked about this before, but I'll, I'll come back to it again because it's a reality. We live in an economic world, is money. And there's a lot of people in the world who look what's available on a, you know, a supermarket shelf or a chemist shelf for a multivitamin that um, might be, I don't know, 10 bucks or something like that. And they'll look at it and they'll think, well, they're all the same. And we know they're not all the same. We, we know that for certain. This is where we've got to provide education around it. But if someone's resistant to it or not open to it, again, don't beat your head against the wall. Move on. Encourage them to make the purchase of what they want to do. Stay in contact with them and see if it works or not. Hopefully it does work for them. Right? I generally want people to be healthy. Any way means, you know, if, if, if it happens through us, I'm ecstatic. But if it doesn't happen for happy, bleh, happy, if it doesn't happen through us, I'm just as happy for them as well. Because there's 6 billion people in the world, you know, there's no shortage of people. But when it comes to the values, the, the, the cost side of things, understand that um, there's cost focused people in this world and there's value focused people in this world. And cost is what you pay, but value is what you get. And if something costs, just for example, 70 bucks, but you're getting hundreds of dollars of value, that's a really, really good deal. But the reality is there are people who know the price of everything and the value of nothing in this world. There's no shortage of them as well. And this is where education understanding comes into it as well and helping them feel the benefits and experience it for themselves. And also, we live in a time where, um, look, I'm recording this in May 2019, and at this moment, we've got record low interest rates. I'm talking record, record low interest rates. We've got more debt through our system than ever, and people are extending themselves. We're just going through this time at the moment, and the truth is that occasionally people have financial needs over their health needs, and if they have immediate financial needs, some things that they class as non-essential for example, using nutritional products may go. And I had, um, and often our customers won't share their financial challenges with us. They'll make up some sort of excuse, oh, the products didn't work, or I'm not feeling this, and I'm not feeling that. And as associates, as business partners, we might take that personally, but it's important not to do that because not all communication is always open and transparent. And just in the last week alone, um, we had a, I had a long-term customer whose auto order didn't process. And then I saw that it did process. I saw the points come through. And then 30 minutes later, the points were gone. So I called the company and I, I just inquired and I said, hey, so-and-so's auto order processed and I saw the points are gone. Can you tell me what happened? And it turned out he called the company and he he's on a, a eight-week auto order cycle and he, he canceled that order, um, which is entitled to do. It's one of the wonderful things about our company is that there's, there's no risk in using our products. So it's a, it's a, it's an, I think that's an asset. But in his personal life, I see he recently just bought a home and I know the occupation that he has and I suspect that his mortgage payment is probably more pressing than his long-term health. And now that's just my guess. It could be anything, but I get it from his point of view and I can see how people would, would, would view things in that way. So, but the reality is we've all got to pay now or pay later when it comes to our health. And I mentioned earlier, we need a health revolution, but we have a situation where a lot of people health-wise are simply kicking the can down the road and they're like, pay later, pay later, pay later. And the reason they can do that is because our bodies, as I mentioned in our podcast here, episode number three, go back and listen to it for more detail, but our bodies are so resourceful 
in in ensuring our immediate survival-based nutritional needs are met now, that it will take from the future, so to speak, and it will nutrient us right now, it'll make it happen, but at great cost to the future. The challenge is that we don't see it, we don't even always feel it right now, so people feel that, oh, I can do that, you know, I'm healthy, I get what I need from food, no big deal, um, but there is a massive price to pay for that. So we always pay now or pay later. I'm choosing to pay now, and I think the price is smaller, um, and the, the benefits of how I feel and well-being and energy and all that kind of stuff are just so wonderful that um, I'm excited about every day and I'm excited about the future nutritionally. So it's just a matter of picking your timing when it comes to paying now or paying later. Now, another great thing to do is to provide samples to our customers as well because we don't just want to sit there and harp on them. We don't just want to sit there providing education all the time because that's not the best use of our time. And the tools that we do provide education, we can use our company's education. We can use events. We often have doctors and scientists touring around and we can recommend them. We can use YouTubes and podcast episodes to provide education. Um, Jim Rowan talks about the power of a shared testimonial. That's a fantastic way. Um, someone else that you knows had a great experience with that product. You can have your customer talk to that person and they can share their experiences. Because often hearing a hearing something from someone else is more powerful than hearing it from um, hearing it from us. But providing samples is a really great well of other product lines that we have that they're not currently using um, is a great way to to cross sell and to provide a synergistic experience with what they're already doing. Um, another thing to do is write a thank you card each year just to thank them at the end of the year for being a customer, just as an example, and put in a few perhaps sachets of probiotics, something really light that they can use, even if they're using them, just as an expression of gratitude and thank you because most people uh, today get in their snail mail, just get bills. They, it's pretty rare to receive just gifts and complimentary things. And I feel like if we're not doing something like that at least annually or perhaps twice a year, we're probably underserving our personally sponsored preferred customers. So there's some of the ways that we can help our customers get a 10 out of 10 product experience, but a lot of it's around behavior, a lot of it's around staying in touch. It can be as much as when we give a, a introductory email to someone, to our new customer, to write in AM, the products that you've ordered is X, Y, and Z, in the AM, you use two of these, two of these, and one of them. And then in the PM, you use two of these, two of these, and, and one of them, just as an example, and say, you know, use this. And then it's often a great idea to check in in a week, to check in in three weeks before their next order's due, to help them uh, work out their next auto order, to, to show them how to make these changes, to really provide a great customer experience. And look at the brands that you like to buy from personally. And the brands that provide great customer experiences, well, we have the opportunity to leverage that and be that example in our own business for our customers. So I hope this episode has been valuable for you. Um, if I've forgotten anything or I've completely missed some things, please let me know and I'll add them as an addendum or do an entirely new episode on it as well. They're just some things that have been in my mind for a while. Um, so go out there. Ensure you're getting these experiences for yourself first and foremost, most important, because selling is a transference of feeling. I can't stress that enough. And when you have great feelings about what you're doing, sharing them organically and naturally with others 
is so easy to do. So thanks for listening to this episode of the Healthy Business Podcast.